You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Jun Nan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So what is happening, y'all? I hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. Um, I know that it is officially midterm season for undergrad students out there. And if you do happen to be an undergraduate student listening to this, uh, just uh, take this uh, piece of advice from your girl right here who has been through that whole journey and, you know, been through it, you know, been there, done that. I just want to tell you, you know, I understand that it's important for most of you to get good grades and do well in assignments and everything. And you know what? That does come at a um, cost by self with increased stress and anxiety levels. And sometimes like your regular routine is thrown off and, uh, you know, stress, I would say, is the, is the, is the worst of it. So I'm just going to tell you, you know what? Just these, these occasions come and go. But you know what's going to be permanent? You are going to be permanent. So take care of yourself while you can because none of this would matter if you are not well, if you're not doing well. So please always, whatever you do, prioritize yourself and your health, like physical health, mental health, and then everything else comes after. Okay, please trust me. Um, again, been there, done that, uh, not just myself, but also friends. Um, and I see some of the undergraduate students that I mentor as well. It's just like, I'm like, bro, come on. Just like, I just want to take them and shake them and be like, Hey, listen, please take care of yourself. Hashtag self care. It's important. It's not just, you know, just some words that we put together. It means something. So please, everyone take care of yourself. Um, you matter. You really do matter. All right. So speaking of, I guess, like things to help with your self-care, um, if you are listening to this episode right now, um, if, if you if you happen to be listening to it from uh, like an online source as opposed to the radio, actually, I don't know. Sometimes I guess like folks can have radios in their home. I was just going to say anything but driving. Any, anyways, uh, however you are listening to this episode right now, please um, go grab yourself a beer, like whatever your favorite be- beverage is, some popcorn uh, or maybe some samosas. I don't know. Just like whatever your favorite snack is. I'm just I'm just listing mine out here, you know, but <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, grab those things, sit down, blast out the volume on this podcast because oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, we have so much to cover today for so many different sports, y'all. I feel like the universal uh, sports energies has been concentrated in this uh, particular fight week. Hence this episode. So we have (laughs) so many exciting uh, events, sports events to break down today. 
the first one, the big, big elephant in the room that I'm going to get out of the way, which we've already kind of talked about and honed into last episode. Uh, yeah. Super Bowl. Super Bowl is happening on Sunday between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, I know a lot of people uh, are... Well, actually, a lot of my friends are rooting for the Eagles. Uh, I, man, I keep giving a shout out to my good friend Mojo every single ep episode. But um, the Eagles is um, Mojo's favorite team. So that's how I, I kind of like I have my intel into that NFL team. Otherwise, uh, I would not be able to, um, uh, you know, survive with my own NFL NFL knowledge <laughs> other than that. But uh, yes, the Eagles are, are playing against Kansas City Chiefs. And it's going to be a blast. Uh, it doesn't matter if you've been watching football this whole season. It does not matter. Let me just tell you that these are the creme de la creme. You know, the AFC champions versus the uh, the NFA, the AFC, NFC champions. Oh, my God. I just, my brain just kind of, uh, the wiring got messed. So I was like, NFL, NFC? Okay. Anyways, but uh, yes, we are in for a treat. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the quarterback for Kansas City Chiefs, who we know um, is just... Amongst those top players out there in the NFL, um, he, this is not his first Super Bowl. And uh, he's out here looking to make a name and legacy for himself. And uh, things are looking very exciting for him. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be the Super Bowl. I'm not going to spend more time on it today because, like I mentioned, um, we have talked about the Super Bowl on our previous episode because I did foresee that um, we were going to be talking about other things on this particular episode because, like I said, this upcoming weekend is going to be super stacked when it comes to sports. So Sunday we have the Super Bowl. And Saturday, Saturday is something that I guess uh, for, for us combat sports fans out here, that's something that we're more concerned with and just super duper excited about because, of course, I'm talking about UFC 284, which is going to be headlined between um, headline for a lightweight championship bout between the current champion Islam Makachev, who's going to be defending his belt against the featherweight champion Alexander Volkanovsky, who's going to be moving up a weight division to the lightweight division. So things are looking very, very interesting here. And so um, today I really want to dedicate most of the show to just thoroughly breaking down um, all the fights that are on this main card at least. And uh, there's actually another fight or what, what do I even call it? It's more of a fight card announcement that I really do want to bring up on the show today. So we'll talk about that first, I guess, before talking more in depth about UFC 284. So now with that for... Oh, actually, yeah, I have another, uh, I guess, major MMA announcement. So I'll say that and then the fight announcement and then UFC 284 breakdown. Okay, that's, that is going to be officially the lineup of the show. But now with that further ado, let's get started. Okay. Oh, <laughs> listen bro I'm just like I'm thinking I'm like okay I should talk about this that and that and then like just matters just keep 
occurring to me and I just remembered. Okay, let me just say this because it is pretty important before I talk about all those other things that I just said I was going to talk about. So my goodness, um, I cannot believe that I forgot to discuss this on our previous episode. But alas, here we are. And uh, I literally, I should have just tattooed an X mark on my hand just so I wouldn't forget talking about this particular topic on the show. This past, when was it, Saturday, we actually had to say goodbye to an absolute veteran of MMA, a person who has been in the MMA game for almost two decades now. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only, the legendary Fedor Emelianenko, who had his last ever MMA fight at Bellator. So... This, this was so surreal to watch, y'all. Basically, Fedor, if you have been catching up with his work, if you are an OG diehard MMA fan, you probably remember Fedor Emelianenko from his um, MMA days back in uh, Pride Championships. And um, he was just one of those OG pioneer MMA fighters who made the sport what it is today. So Fedor, over the years, um, he became to, to, to be this person that everybody feared because, first of all, you know, his, his work and style, style of fighting would speak for itself. He would just come in and he would just knock you out cold to the canvas with a big right hand. And you wouldn't even see it coming. Like you would see it happen to other people before you, but you were like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm totally going to avoid that. But no, because that's just how good Fedor really was with that big right hand. But that was one thing. Um, But also something that everybody admired about Fedor was that he had this ruthless, uh, you know, courageous style of fighting he uh wouldn't he his facial expression wouldn't really change if he was winning or losing in a fight if he was brutally cut up on his face or if he had a broken bone in his body his facial expression would nonetheless remain the same and he would just keep on coming out there guns blazing you know it's all business to him he just wants to come out there maul over his opponents and go home kind of thing so that was another thing that really distinguished Fedor from other fighters um, in in um, that whole era. And a lot of people called him, oh, you know, Fedor is emotionless, this and that. But, you know, that was just, that almost, almost became his signature, uh, what do you even call it? That's That was his thing. Like, when you think about Fedor, you think about ruthlessness when it comes to fighting, that big right hand, and... <laughs> I don't mean it in a bad way, by the way, his lack of emotions, because he just like his facial expression would not change. And that would actually make him even scarier to his opponents. So that is the Fedor that we're talking about. And uh, this past Saturday, uh, because Fedor has been, you know, more or less fighting for Bellator, the organization, he was actually announced that he was going to be fighting against the current heavyweight champion at Bellator, Ryan Bader. Um, Ryan Bader, he used to fight for the UFC. He's a very talented wrestler. But since he actually moved up a weight division from light heavyweight to the heavyweight division in Bellator, um, he's been, well, I mean, overall, he's always been a 
very well-rounded MMA fighter. But uh, before, in my opinion, anyways, uh, I feel like when he was fighting at light heavyweight, he would really favor his wrestling uh, as opposed to other techniques in order to win fights. But since he moved up the weight division to heavyweight, and as we all know, in heavyweight, you know, when you put on those extra pounds... It adds on to your power and it's very important for top tier heavyweight fighters to make that extra, that extra gain of mass muscle. Okay. So that when they want to throw a shot, it's going to be 100% power for that one shot. Right. So that's exactly what Ryan Bader did. And it was just unfortunate timing and circumstances for Fedor because, you know, not here we have a, uh, improved version of Ryan Bader now that he's fighting at heavyweight. He is the champion right now. And here we have Fader who's, uh, you know, he's got his foot out the door. Like he's so ready to retire. Yes, he is arguably one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. But is he really at his prime? Probably not. And I feel like everybody can agree to that, right? But here we have him. And I understand they just wanted to have that prestigious last fight for him that fight being for the heavyweight championship belt of the world as opposed to him fighting i guess a nobody for his retirement fight that didn't happen and i i totally understand it but to at the same time put him against someone like ryan bader that's also a little bit tricky and uh, it was a little bit scary beforehand because like i said fedor is not at his prime anymore and for him to be fighting someone who is actually at their prime that's a little bit scary especially at the at the heavyweight level nonetheless when the fight happened um i feel like it, it lasted a little bit longer than even expected uh fedor unfortunately was tko'd uh that night but nonetheless it was a great night because we had so many MMA legends in the crowd who actually entered the ring after uh, the fight was concluded and uh, they just wanted to come in and congratulate Fedor on his phenomenal career and uh, it was just so almost nostalgic to see everyone in, in the same place all at once like all the MMA fighters that we grew up watching all the people that we had memories with you know it was just so surreal to watch and uh fedor he looks so grateful and uh, that was it that was the end of the journey for him he left his gloves in there and uh, that's all she wrote man but shout out to fedor melinanko for such a phenomenal career that he's had so far absolutely phenomenal and uh, we wish him all the best in this next chapter of his life yeah, so I think he's going to be mainly focusing on coaching. He already does have his own team of fighters in Russia um, who do mainly fight for Bellator and other organizations. Uh, but uh, yeah, good stuff is definitely on the way for Fedor. Anyway, so that was the first thing that I went to talk about uh, on the show today. The other thing is that I'll just briefly talk about this. I promise, I promise. The other thing is that, as you may have heard, uh, we're going to be having the return of the Mac. We're going to be having Conor McGregor returning to the UFC. What's going to happen with him? So 
Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler are going to be the coaches for the next season of The Ultimate Fighter. So if you're not familiar with The Ultimate Fighter, the show, it's basically like a reality show. You would have, in this case, you would have professional MMA fighters uh, coming in, auditioning, quote unquote, auditioning for a spot in each of these fighters um, teams. And when they do earn their spot, it's like Team Conor McGregor versus Team Michael Chandler. And so uh, you would have one guy fighting another guy from the other team. They go against each other until there's only two fighters left from each team. And whoever wins that final fight will actually be rewarded a UFC contract. And at the end of that uh, whole season, you would also have the coaches fighting against each other. So that would mean that eventually we are going to be having Conor McGregor fighting off against Michael Chandler in a fight and uh, we have not had this happen before and it's been in the works for so long especially because um we know that Michael Chandler is just so darn good in this weight division right and the I believe this fight is going to be happening at welterweight as well I'll have to double check that, but I think I'm 98% sure that the fight is going to be happening at welterweight, which Conor McGregor has fought in before, but I'm not too sure about Michael Chandler. So, I mean, I know that he's a very professional uh, individual and athlete. So if anything, he's going to start working on putting on proper weight for 170 pounds because he usually fights at 155 pounds. So I trust him. I trust uh, his uh, wisdom and I trust his team to help him along this whole thing. But yeah, we're going to be having Conor, <laughs> gonna have Conor McGregor come back to the UFC, which is so surreal because we thought that, you know what, Conor McGregor had probably made so much money that he wouldn't really need to fight anymore. But I guess he's just itching for, for that fight, man. And you know what? We're not complaining. You guys already know, though, I'm not the biggest Conor McGregor fan, but it's just it's entertaining, right? Like he's I mean, there's no denying the fact that he is actually one of the biggest figures in MMA. And when you think about the UFC, well, I mean, more more so before, not anymore. But you would think of uh, when you think of the name UFC, you would also think of people like Conor McGregor because he at some point became the face of the UFC. But anywho, he is going to be fighting off against Chandler very soon. Um, and I'm very excited to see that as well, especially because we've seen videos and pictures of Conor McGregor putting on a lot of weight. He's been doing a lot of powerlifting and he's been gaining a lot of weight, which I think is why um, they're going to have him fight at welterweight. But how well is he able to shed all those pounds, right? And is it going to be impacting his performance at all? That is the million dollar question. Anyways, uh, so that was the other thing that I wanted to talk about today. Ah, oh, okay. So the other, oh my goodness, this one is actually like driving me nuts in the best way possible because when I heard about this, okay, so I heard about this on the Ariel Helwani podcast, the MMA hour, while I was doing some experiments with my mice, you know, I that's what I usually do. I just put on some cool podcasts. I do my experiments, whatever. I'm just chilling with my mice. <laughs> and lo and behold, uh, Ariel Helwani actually had Jorge Masvidal on uh, for a show and Masuda was like yo I, I got a breaking news okay like I gotta break something so important to y'all 
So he told us that uh, he is going to be hosting. Oh, my God. Okay, so another thing. Another thing about Jorge Masvidal. So actually, two breaking news is. Is that a thing? Yeah, news is. About Masvidal. Uh, Masvidal is going to be fighting at the UFC pay-per-view event that is going to be happening in Miami, Florida, his hometown. He's going to be fighting. And he's going to be fighting off against... Gilbert Burns, who actually fought, fought very recently, and uh, he fought an incredible fight against Neil Magny, his previous opponent. But oh my goodness, this is um, the first uh, UFC event in Miami, Florida, since 2003, I believe, which is wild because you know Miami is a great city, and considering how many guys who currently fight in the UFC are from South Florida. It would make sense for them to host more fights in, in South Florida and in Miami, but, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know why it hasn't happened before, but now, thankfully, they're making it happen, and they're making it happen with the, with the Miami poster boy, like, I don't even know what to call it, man, like, you already know, Masvidal is going to be walking into that arena, and the whole arena is gonna just erupt erupt eruption you hear me and oh my goodness it's just like it gets me so excited because y'all know i'm the biggest jorge masvidal fan and uh for that that fight announcement by itself which is like absolutely nuts however that was not the the major breaking news that masvidal wants to tell everybody masvidal in the in the meantime he um he has his own combat sports organizations okay so he has a bare knuckle fighting league and he also has a boxing league it's called game bread boxing okay so game bread is his nickname and he's been naming all these organizations after his nickname so uh game bread boxing is having their fourth ever event literally a week before um so let me actually check my calendar because i know that this event the game bread boxing four uh event is happening march march 8th i believe and uh masvidal is going to be fighting himself in miami a week after that so masvidal is going to be playing dana white he's going to be hosting these fights a week before he's supposed to have a very important fight while like, you know, having proper training and having to cut weight for his fight and all that. So that's a lot on him, but kudos to him because he can get it done. If anybody can get it done, it's Jorge Masvidal. Anyways, I digress. So for this game bread boxing four events, goodness, um, this whole fight card is absolutely stacked. So how would I actually describe this? I would describe this as boxing that is like fantasy boxing, but for MMA folks. So what the heck do I mean by that? <laughs> so uh, we're going to be having former M or not really former, but folks who have participated in professional MMA fight off against each other in professional boxing fights. Notable names that I want to talk about today include Paul Daly from Bellator, a very accomplished MMA fighter fighting off against Anthony Taylor, who is another MMA fighter. Next one blows my mind. And also, mind you, a lot of these names that I'm going to name drop to you right now, these are absolute legends. Like these are veterans of 
MMA. Okay, so the next fight that he said was going to happen, a boxing fight between Vitor Belfort, the former metalweight champion of the UFC, and Jacare Sosa. Ja- oh my goodness. Come on, man. I don't know why Jorge Masvidal. Like, when I heard that, you guys, I was like, my mice were like, girl, what did I just hear? And I was at me to my mice, uh, to my mouse. I was like, yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe I just heard that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's just, it's one of those things. Like it, it looks too good to be true, but it's happening. We're going to be having Vitor Belfort fight off against Jacare Soso in a boxing match which is just mind-blowing if you thought that was mind-blowing listen to this the coming event is gonna be a fight between Jose Aldo the former featherweight champion at the UFC who was undefeated for 10 straight years <laughs> okay Jose Aldo is gonna be fighting off against who against Jeremy Stevens who is an absolute monster uh, who also used to fight for the UFC. I believe he's uh, retired now, but oh my goodness, he's going to be fighting off against Jose Aldo. He better be on top of his game, man. Ooh, whoa. Oh my God. Okay. Not me having a legit heart attack here, just like getting so hyped over these fights. Oh my goodness. Um, but uh, the main event, which just my jaw literally dropped to the floor when I heard this. And my mice were like, Janan, are you good? Are you good? Should we do like CPR on you? Anyways, <laughs> the main event is going to be between Roy Jones Jr., the boxing legend. Yes, you heard it right. He's going to be fighting off against Anthony Pettis, who is another MMA veteran. And uh, I'm not too sure if Anthony Pettis has had... Um, elaborate professional boxing experience before however he is an absolute beast and for him to be fighting off against roy jones jr like never in a million years would i ever guess that but it is happening and it's such an exciting fight and i cannot wait for it to happen on april uh let's see when was that i forget april 1st oh my goodness okay so Scratch what I said about uh, the dates of the fight. So April 1st is the Game Bread boxing fights. April 8th is when Masvidal is going to be fighting in Miami against Gilbert Burns. Okay, so that's that. Oh my goodness, I can't believe we only have like less than three minutes to break down UFC 284. It's because I talk a lot. <laughs> but uh, don't blame me, man. We have so much important important stuff to cover. Like, how could I not pay tribute to Fedor, you know, when he's retiring forever? It's just, you know what I mean? Like, we, we just like, and then like this whole game bread boxing thing. Of course, it's just like, it's so big. Like, how could we not talk about it? Anyways, I'll try my best to do a, like a, almost like a data dash of this UFC 284 fight card. Let me tell you. So, Alexander Volkanovsky, the current featherweight champion, is moving up a weight division to fight against Islam Makachev, who is uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov's protege. But now, he's just like, he's definitely making a name for himself, just being the absolute badass that he is, the wrestling god, literally, in the lightweight division right now. And Volkanovski, because he decided that, you know what, I've already went through everybody in my division, I'm just going to move up a weight division and see how truly great I am, literally, which makes a lot of sense, because he is pretty darn good, Volkanovski. Now, the question is, is, is it going to hold if 
somebody like him, a champion and such a great athlete, moves up a weight division, like 10 full pounds, is it going to hold? Like the, the, the performance, is it going to hold? That is the million dollar question. Um, and we don't really know because um, we've seen that folks would put on weight and move up uh, weight divisions to fight at heavier weight divisions. And uh, it doesn't always work in their favor. However, Wolkanovski has been putting a lot of hard work uh, in his training camp so that he can match the, the stamina and cardio of um, Islam Makachev and also the, the grappling, the intense grappling and wrestling that's going to be coming towards him. Because again, like he knows his opponent, he knows what he's going to be up against with Islam. So he's practicing, practicing for that, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but nonetheless, I'm so, so excited for that fight. Islam Makachev, oh my goodness. Um, I, I don't want to take sides in this case, but I feel like Islam Makachev, because he's been fighting in this weight division for much longer, and this is like his own weight division, right? I feel like he, odds are in so much more of his favor as opposed to Volkanovski. But having said that, I feel like everybody should still pay a lot of attention to this fight and watch this fight on Saturday night. Goodness, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week. Y'all, make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.